Galatians 5. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again, not even by yoke or slavery. Freedom is chains breaking at your feet, anxiety and depression having to leave, walking into rooms making demons flee, not being enslaved by what the world has to say because you know you've been redeemed. Freedom is being 5'3 but mighty, having a slingshot like David, ready to release the Holy Spirit because nothing goes by me. In my prayer closet, praying for future generations that I'll probably never see, asking God to touch nations that I'll probably never reach, but knowing it's never impossible because God gives me access to supernatural things I'm talking about. Wearing my armor daily. Cause when I do hell gets nervous cause they know they can't compete I'm talking about not having to worry Breezing through storms cause I know who fights for me I'm talking about Noah surviving the flood Moses splitting the Red Sea up Three men walking out fire that should have burnt them up Left them stuck, made them corrupt But God showed up and showed them another side When they thought they were deprived When a season of heartache seemed like a lifetime God gave them sights, showed them that there's still light in the middle of the night. We still have rights in the middle of our fights. Morning may be for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. Let your pain be something God can use for a sermon. It will never go to waste, even if it feels like torment. Remember, Jesus understands, for once he was human. Freedom is... Scripture, the truth that penetrates to the flesh and enters the soul, takes the broken pieces and makes them whole. The written words by apostles are once against the gospel, but one touch from Jesus made them follow. The grace and mercy that enters this empty space, clearing the thoughts that the enemy sends my way. The strength that builds me up again. When the world says I am a nobody and nothing, God says my story is already written and predestined. No shackle can keep me captive, no bondage can keep me hostage, no stronghold can make me disparaged. The sun has already set me free, so I have no burden, no load to be carrying. Cause whom the sun sets free, always free indeed, and will never be a slave again. Hey, Extraordinaries, welcome back to the podcast. That was a poem I wrote called Whom He Sets Free. And now we're going to get into the breakdown of the poem. So the overall theme of the poem is obviously talking about being truly free, having freedom in Jesus Christ, and living freely. Um, What inspired me to write it, um, I remember my we was having a freedom service at my youth group. And um, my pastor, my youth pastor, um, he was like, yo, like, I would really love, like, if you wrote a poem for, like, this service. And I was like, yeah, man, got you. Um, Didn't, I ended up not performing on that freedom, on, like, I didn't perform it, um, the freedom service. But the way God works, the way God orchestrates stuff, um, his time is always on time. So I performed it like later. Um, I was probably like three weeks after or something like that. And it is still ministered to people because freedom, true freedom is not the celebration of freedom is not only on one day, but it's every day. Like every day you're in Christ, you have to celebrate how free you are. Like you're not enslaved by what the world. See, I'm already, I'm already like, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, and now we're going to get into the breakdown of the bars. So the first bar, Galatians 5. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again, not even by yoke of slavery. 
I forgot to mention um, Galatians 5. Um, I was reading Galatians 5, and I feel like Galatians 5 um, does a great job of talking about what it's like to be free um, in Jesus Christ. But yeah, like the first bar, I literally got it from Galatians 5, verse 1. Um, and it says, this is the NIV version. Version. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And that's that's literally where I got that first bar from. Like it's like it's Bible. Like it's Bible. Like literally. Um. And the next, my next bars are like examples of what it's like to be free. So the first example is. Well, this is like the bar. Um, freedom is chains breaking at your feet, anxiety and depression having to leave, walking into rooms making demons flee, not being enslaved by what the world has to say because you know you've been redeemed. And that was what I was like talking about in the beginning. Like I wanted to wait till like, I got to the bar. But that last part is so crucial because when you stop caring about what people think about you because you know what your heavenly father already said about you and what he has already declared over your life and like what he has in store for you, you live so much freer because it's like, I'm not doing this for you, but for my heavenly father and my heavenly father has already declared like, you know, like that I am fearfully and wonderfully made that I, that I am the head and not the tail. So like, it doesn't matter what you have to say about me because I know what my heavenly father says about me. Like just recognizing that and living with that gives you so much freedom. Like you're set free from people's opinions about you and you're not seeking validation from them because you you already recognize how valuable you are. I talked about that in um, episode one of God's Greatest Creation that you don't have to seek validation from people because you already recognize how valuable you are in Christ. Um, and the longer you try to please a crowd, um, you get, um, the longer like you try to please the more like you're trying to please a crowd, your heavenly, um, you have to recognize that your heavenly father has already confessed like how he feels about you and why he created you for such a time like this, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Like, I'm not trying to confuse you guys, but, um, yeah. And then the next example I gave, which is the next bar, um, is freedom is being five three but mighty having a slingshot like David ready to release the Holy Spirit because nothing goes by me, and for all of you guys that ask, yes I am five three technically, well you know what my license says I'm five three, so I'm five three okay I'm gonna live by that, um but yes I am five three and like being around people it's kind of funny because like. Like, you guys, like, only seem, like, on stage and stuff. But, like, my friends, like, you know, when they're around me, they just stand, right? They stand. They look. They look at me. And they're like, Andy, you're so short. And it's, like, it's, like, a constant reminder from them. Uh, but it's pretty funny. And it's, like, I get that a lot. Like, when people stand next to me, it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you're actually short. And it's, like, yes. Yes, I'm kind of tiny. But... I am mighty. That's why I said, like, freedom is being 5'3", but mighty. Having a slingshot like David, because, you know, David went against a giant. Um, he went against something that was bigger than him, but not more powerful. Um, just, like, ready to release the Holy Spirit. But, yeah. And then the next bar is in my prayer closet, praying for future generations that I'll probably never see, asking God to touch nations that I'll probably never reach, but knowing it's never impossible because God gives me access to supernatural things. And, um... 
you know, when we've been adopted to God's family, when we have been reborn, um, he gives us access to everything that he has. So we have access to the kingdom. We have keys to the kingdom. We have keys to the kingdom. And um, he, the keys that God gives us are supernatural. Like, God has access to supernatural things. And because we have been adopted into his family, because we are his children, we have access to the same things. So that's why I'm talking about like, um, but not knowing that none of that is impossible because he gives me access to supernatural things. Like I could pray, I can intercede on like someone's life, like whatever they may be going through, I can pray. And I know my prayer will be heard by my heavenly father and miraculous things will happen in that person's family. And that, and then you won't even know, like, like, it be it be so crazy and like funny to me like how like I be praying for people and stuff and like all of a sudden they come to me like yo Andy like you would have never guessed like how God came through I'm, I'm like yeah go ahead because I know like I know like my God is good my God is faithful so yeah and then the next bar um so then I give like like examples of like supernatural things um so then the next bar goes I'm talking about wearing my armor daily because when I do hell gets nervous because they know they can't compete and that's something I actually pray for daily like the full armor of God um I believe it is in Ephesians 5 or 6 it's in 5 or 6 I forgot which chapter, but it talks about the full armor of God and it's the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the sword of spirit and the shield of faith. Um, I pray, did I miss one? The helmet of salvation, breastplate, belt, shoes, sword and the shield. Okay. Maybe I counted wrong, but yeah. Um, yeah, I pray for the full armor and, and it's important to pray for this daily. And when you pray for it, um, be kind of like specific and detailed. So like, for example, like I pray for the helmet of salvation, but I pray that my thoughts are obedient to what, um, God like wants, like wants from my life. And I pray for like the breastplate of righteousness and asking God to guard my heart and the belt of truth, asking that whatever I speak is honorable and glorifies God in the shoes of peace that wherever I step, no matter what circumstance I'm in, that I recognize that, um, I have peace. I have internal joy in that. Nothing can hinder it because it's from the inside. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah. And then the next bar says, I'm talking about not having to worry, breezing through storms. Cause I know who fights for me. And it was, it's a story in the Bible. Um, it's in one of the gospels. Okay. It's in Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or John. So in one of the gospels, I feel like it's in Matthew, but I don't want to mislead you guys, but it is in one of the gospels. Um, and it's that story when Jesus is on the boat with his disciples and like, it's like a crazy storm and Jesus is like sleep. Like he, he chilling, he chilling. And then the disciples are like, yo, like it's a crazy storm. Da, da, da. And he was like, like, why did you wake me up? Like, you feel me? And then Jesus goes and he calms the storm. And they're like, wow, like even the winds like obey him. Like even the weather obeys him. And um, I'm talking about like in this bar when I'm says, when I say like, I'm talking about not having to worry, breezing through storms because I know who fights for me. It's like, I'm recognizing that even though it's a chaotic storm, I can sleep through it because I know who's fighting on my behalf. So yeah. Um, and then the next bar goes, I'm talking about Noah surviving the flood, Moses splitting the Red Sea up, three men walking out fire that should have burnt them up, left them stuck, made them corrupt, but God showed up and showed them another side. So 
obviously we know um Noah um he survived the flood he built the ark um Moses was the one that led the um Israelites to freedom out of Egypt splitting the Red Sea up and the three men um don't really know how to pronounce their name the best but I'm going to try you know um Shadrach Meshach and Abednego um in the book of Daniel when they didn't want to um worship those false gods and they said no I'm gonna stay true to my true God they were thrown in a fiery furnace and um they weren't they they walked out untouched okay untouched and um in the story it talks about how the I forgot the name of the guy who put them in there saw like a fourth person that looked like a God. And you know, it that like, is like a supernatural example of like the things that God can do. Um, but yeah, that story, um, that's why I said three men. Cause you know, I was not going to pronounce their names in the poem, but <laughs> yeah. And then the next bar, when they thought they were deprived, when a season of heartache seemed like a lifetime, God gave them sight, showed them that there is still light in the middle of the night. We still have rights in the middle of our fights. Morning may be for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. And Psalm 35 does a beautiful, like, that is, like, where I got that from. Like, Psalms is actually a really good book, y'all. Like, I've been reading Psalms. Like, it's it's so God is so good. Like you could read something like a hundred times and get a revelation each and like you get a new revelation each, like each time. And it's so beautiful. But like, um, yeah, when I, I know like, um, Psalms talked about like how like weeping, wait, let me just read it. So Psalm 30 verse five, um, it says for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. So that's where I like I got that um that that last line, like morning, like as in crying and weeping, maybe for a moment, but joy comes like in the morning, like the daytime. So yeah. Um the next bar says, Let your pain be something God can use for a sermon. It will never go to waste, even if it feels like torment. Remember Jesus understands for once he was human. Um, everything that you have gone through or everything that you go through is for, it's not for you, but it's for somebody else. And let me make that make sense. Like that's where testimonies, um, play a, such a critical testimonies are so important because if you hold on to them, you're hindering like the breakthrough of somebody else, if that makes sense, like share your testimony, share what God has done in your life. So when, um, I'm talking about like, let your pain be, let your pain be something God can use for a sermon. Like let your pain be something that when God redeems, it can help somebody else in their walk. Um, cause it will never go to waste. Like, yes, we face many hardships, many like trials in this life, but all things work for the good of those who love God and who have been called according to his purpose. Like, yes, it hurts now, but later you're going to look back and be like, look at what God like brought me from, like, look at what he did in my life. So that's what I'm saying. Like, let your pain be something God can use for a sermon. And, um, if God allowed it, know that he's going to be able to redeem it. Like God allows things because he knows that he can redeem. And God is so good that he can redeem anything. Like, there's nothing that like God can't be like, watch me make this work for you. Like God is 
that good. Like he is that holy. He is that faithful. He is that loyal that he's, he could turn anything into like, like he could turn your misery into a miracle. He could turn your test into testimony. Like that's how good God is. Um, but yeah. And then the next bar says freedom is scripture. The truth that penetrates to the flesh and enters the soul takes the broken pieces and makes them whole. The written words by apostles are once against the gospel, but one touch from Jesus made them follow. I was most definitely talking about Paul. Um, I believe his name was Saul before he became Paul. But like um, the last line when I'm talking about the written words by apostles are once against the gospel um, because he persecuted Christians. Um, but when he encountered Jesus on his trip, his life was changed like forever. Because it's funny how you plan one destination, but God can redirect your whole path in a blink of an eye. Like what you think is what you think like is your destination or what you plan on your destination being God can reveal your true destiny in like what he has planned for you and it could be completely different like let me got let me tell you guys a little about me so um post post now before in the past um I was real I still am really good at math but like I love math so much that I actually wanted to have a career in math I know like y'all probably like you in math I know, like, it's it's crazy. I actually wanted to have a career in math. And, like, you know, like, everyone would be like, yeah, like, get a job. That makes you a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of money. And I know, like, um, financial advisors and, like, you know, like, accountants, like, anything like that, like, you know, made a lot of money. So I was just like, okay, since I'm good at math, then, you know, I'll go to college for math. Y'all, I even planned on going to MIT. I even planned on going to MIT, y'all. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. But what God had in mind was completely not math. Um, but yeah, like, it's just, like, so funny how, like, you can have something planned and God could be like, no, we're going this way. And I I love it. Um, I'm glad that I didn't do math. I'm glad that, you know, I could do stuff like this, um, like this podcast, poetry, just glorifying God and his kingdom and, like, sharing, like, what he has done in my life. But yeah, back on track though. Um, the next bar, the grace and mercy that enters this empty space. And I was talking about my heart, clearing the thoughts that the enemy sends my way, the strength that builds me up again. When the world says I am a nobody and nothing, God says my story is already written and predestined. Once again, um, the freedom you have when you don't care about what the world says about you, because you know, what God says about you is like undefeatable. It's undescribable because it's like, my story's already written. My steps are already ordered. I'm chilling. Like, you know, the God I serve, he's that great. Now, don't get it confused. Like, when I say, like, I'm chilling, like, don't get it confused with, like, not actually putting work. Like, when I say chilling, it's, like, resting in, like, God's promise. Like, resting in his presence. Like, continue to, like, grow your relationship with him. Like, that's, for me, that's chilling. Like, reading my Bible, getting rest, like, getting restoration, like, revival, like, breaking chains, like, that's chilling, like, but I know, like, to other people, it's like, you're not chilling, but, man, God's, being in God's presence is so restful that, to me, it's chilling, like, big chilling, but, yeah, and then this is actually the last, um, section, last bar, 
Um, it says, no shackle can keep me captive, no bondage can keep me hostage, no stronghold can make me disparage. That means belittle, like, you know, lower than, like, what God has, like, already revealed to me. The sun has already set me free, so I have no burden, no load to be carrying, because whom the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed, and will never be a slave again. I just want to emphasize that, will never be a slave again. Once you have truly accepted the freedom that you have in Jesus Christ, once you live freely, you will never be a slave again. That sin will never have you enslaved again. That mindset won't have you enslaved again. Literally be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You will not be a slave. You are free. You are a child of God. You are living in his kingdom now. So what had you enslaved before? Baby, that's that's dead. That's long gone. That's buried. That's in the past. You don't got to worry about that. Because you living in a king. You are a kingdom's kid now. You a kingdom's kid now. Okay? You will never be a slave again. And I know, like, we serve the Lord. I know, like, we're servants. But recognize that you are sons and daughters. You are a daughter of royalty. You are a son of royalty. Recognize your value that you have while being um, adopted into, into God's kingdom, into God's family, and doing his work, too, if that makes sense. But, yeah, um, just wanted to share um, that verse um, that talks about, like, oh, who them sons, who them whom the sun sets free, always free. But um, it's John 8, um, 35 to 36. And it says, a slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And that's where I got that last section from. And that is the poem breakdown of whom he sets free. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate all the love and the support. God bless.